Glads Who Love Sports. This is Shannon Hartley. Along with me today is Jeff Greytrek. Your boy, Jeff Greytrek. I announced his name because right when he was supposed to say his name, he took a drink of whatever he has on his desk. It's a uh, Lagavulin uh, scotch. And I forgot because lately I've been doing the intro. So I forgot that I have a line right after the intro. It's my bad. Yeah. Um, you pro- you might not have noticed, but we did our own music for the intro. Uh, it was probably really good, so you, m- you might not have noticed, but um, we're recording remotely, still figuring things out, but we're not sure if we're going to be a- able to add our own intro music, um, our traditional intro music. So you got our beautiful vocal cords on this episode. Beautiful faces. unfortunately you can't see our faces but jeff and i have imagine if brad pitt and paul walker uh had a baby that's basically what shannon and i look like we both look exactly like that so we're twins yes basically yeah (laughs) anyway jeff and i have kind of macgyvered a nice little setup here so we've each got our laptops um and we've got our uh we've got our phones and we've we've got facebook uh what is it facebook um chat or chat yeah it's the live video streaming from facebook so we got that up on our phones and our phones are on mute and then we've got our audio streaming service that we're running through and we can hear each other through that so we can see each other and we can hear each other pretty clearly yeah is my my soundbar on this uh, Zencaster looks a lot smaller than yours. Is that showing up? You on know your- That's pretty usual in comparison to most guys. But uh... okay, right. <laughs> we made it two and a half minutes in, folks, and then we brought out the rulers. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, they look the same on mine. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't want to be coming through like you're coming through normal volume and then I'm coming through as a whisper. Nobody can hear me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, they they look pretty, uh, they look pretty equal on my end. Although it looks like I am talking way too much. I, uh, uh, it's good. You had the intro part. You had to describe Mm -hmm. it. That's true. All right. So, how is the world? Give us an update on how the world is doing and holding up with this. We're in coronavirus uh, week two for our recordings anyway. Yes. But it's, oh. like, it's like three weeks of shutdowns. Yeah. Yeah. This is like week three shutdown. At least in our state, in Oregon. Um, I mean, the world's holding up. I, China? I Seems to be doing well. Yeah, I mean, allegedly, I guess. We'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, I wanted to say we're surviving, but I felt like that was a bad phrase to use. We're surviving. Most people are surviving. Most people. But it's still, I mean, it's still crazy. It's so like every day is new. That's how I'd say the world's holding up. It's like every day is something's new. You know, whether yeah. it's a, through whether it's good news whether it's more bad news 
It's like, uh, hey, don't don't sneeze on people, don't cough on people, and now it's like, hey, don't breathe anywhere near people. <laughs> right. It's like, don't wear a cloth cloth mask. Like, do anything, whatever works. Something's better than nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just crazy. I was talking with my coworkers today, and I was like, do you guys feel like the days are going really fast or really slow? And there were five of us. Two of us said we thought it was going really fast. And people said they thought it was going really slow. What do you think? I'd say fast. That's what I said. Because it, like I was saying, everything is so different and so new that it's like. Yeah, there's no, there's no structure to anything. So yeah, it's. But, you know what I mean? You, like you lose track of time because you don't have any like sense of where you're at kind of. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like what I keep forgetting, like what day of the week it is. Mm -hmm. It's just like another day of Monday feels like Saturday. (laughs) You're at like, it's, I mean, my wife and I, we get like some different flexibility because I usually have Monday, Tuesday off anyway, just from, you know, my work working at the restaurant so my weekend, it's not weird for me to be, you know, out on, the, on a Monday afternoon, but it's weird for me to see so many people out working on their lawns at 2 p.m. on a Thursday, <laughs> you know, and that's what makes it feel yeah. like a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's wild. Yeah. I did lawn stuff. It's a, it's a Tuesday. Yeah. And I did yard work and I went on a run at like two <laughs> or 2 p.m yeah. it's yeah. just weird yeah Ooh, there's a chat feature Shannon. i can look at you i can talk to you and i can also say hey nailed it <laughs> so you saw well i'm sure a bunch of people saw it because it just released onward the pixar movie that just released on disney plus Tell us a little bit about it. Okay, first off, it was going to be released in theaters. I think it was released for like a week. Is that correct? I think you're right, yeah. Um, And then basically all theaters everywhere shut down. So they released it on Disney Plus and, you know, early. I mean, they were just like Frozen 2. It was, a you know, an early release, which I think is also just an awesome thing to do. Real baller move. Um, Because they could have held on to it. They could have like tried to upcharge, but it's like, hey, we've got this movie. Didn't work out um, in theaters and they released it. I was so looking forward to this movie and I think it held up. I loved it. Like I started watching it with my daughter and my wife and then my daughter went to bed halfway through and I was like, I'm going to keep watching because this movie rocks. You watched it. (laughs) No, I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet? No, we were going to watch the other night, but we didn't. <laughs> so we're, we're planning when you don't do something. Didn't. But then we didn't. We did. Anyway, we're planning on watching it as a family at some point. Dude, watch it. Wake your kids up now and watch it. What what's like the very general premise? Like don't give anything away, but don't give anything away that's not on the trailer, right? We can assume trailer spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. 
Trailers, fine, yeah. Okay, so uh, two brothers, uh, dead dad, um, magic, and they're trying to get their dad to come back to life for a day. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah. Oh, and it's like uh, it's creatures, not people. So Typical. Like, yeah, exactly. So, and, which uh, I was going to say this. Pixar is the only one really creating original uh, content, I feel like, these days. Yeah. It's they just original stuff. Yeah. Or they're just taking stories that aren't super well-known and tweaking them. Or stories that are well-known and tweaking them. Sure. I mean, like, Tangled is definitely Rapunzel. And, you know, it's just that that movie. Well, that's very obvious. That's that is Rapunzel, or that is yeah, that is Rapunzel, just with a different name, right? But like Toy Story, the toys that come to life. I mean, you could say like what Indian in a the box I or would, something. I would say that Indian in a cupboard. Indian in a cupboard, yeah, but that's different. But not really. There's, <laughs> that's so, so, that's so funny. Is a ripoff of Toy Story, essentially. Wait, say that again. Night at the Museum is basically a ripoff of Toy Story. Did you ever see the movie Toy Soldiers? Yeah. Yeah. Did that come out before? Oh, we need to Google this. When did the first Toy Story come out? I want to say like 98. 1998. Just to be clear. Toy Soldiers came out in 91. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That might be the wrong toy soldiers, though. I'm just saying Pixar is the only one, like, like, I mean, I, you can always say, like, okay, there, I mean, there's technically, what is it? There's only, like, four plot lines, you know, across the, there's, you know, horror, romance, comedy, and tragedy or something like that you know there's only so many plot lines you know yeah. but like the way they get there you know it's like a rom-com is always like i could tell you any ro- romantic comedy it's like i know exactly how the movie's gonna go they're gonna have a fling and then there's gonna be an issue and then they're gonna resolve it and they work things out That's yeah. it. but like True. zootopia it's like well it's like funny it's humor there's maybe romance there's drama you know and it's all based in a, in a modern urban setting where animals live together that's original content yeah you've seen zootopia right yes it's very good and hazel just watched it the other day nice emma is obsessed with the uh, shakira try everything song Try everything. She even figured out how to, we have to move it now. We climb up on the couch, press the button on the Alexa that like, like, oh, just started. Your swasher just started? Um, oh, Alexa started. Yeah. The, uh, she presses the button, lights up, and then she says, try everything. And she got it to play once, which was really That's funny. Hilarious. Okay. So. Toy Story came out in 95. Small Soldiers is what it's called. Came out in 98. Oh! Yeah. 
So Toy Story's still looking good so far. Yeah. What was the um what was Toy Soldiers? Uh I don't know. It was like a wasn't a band or an album or maybe it was another movie. I don't know, but Indian in a Cupboard came out in '95. Oh, competition! They probably they probably caught word of Indian in the Cupboard and were like, "Oh, we're gonna do a movie way better than that." Maybe I don't I don't know. That was a good movie though. I didn't see this movie going this way, to be honest. You know what I think. I think Indian in, in the Cupboard was probably a good movie when we were little. Oh, and I think it's terrible now. Yeah, I think if we watched it back, it'd be really bad. And yeah. maybe... Right. <laughs> Toy Story now, that holds up. Toy Story holds up. All of them. They're so good. Yeah. That's the other thing about Pixar, is that they've got like these great underlying messages that like they're evergreen. They just hold up forever. Yeah. It's true. Nice reference. Stuff. With Chris Pratt, uh, he's in Onward, right? Yep, and uh, Tom Holland. Oh, okay. Is that the yep. little brother? Yep. So that was one reason why, like, and they're. It's funny because their characters kind of fit how you would imagine them to be based on other performances. Like the big brother is bigger and goofy. You know, and it's like Andy from Parks and Rec. And the younger brother is like skinny and timid, which is like Peter Parker in the early, you know, Marvel versions of Spider-Man. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. No, that's awesome. All right. Let's get into some sports. There's not a lot of sports going on in the world right now, but there is some news. So... The NFL released their all-decade selections for the 2010 era. And I've got a list, and I'll just kind of run through. Actually, you know what? Let's go by. Do you have um, the roster up? Um, I'm pulling it up now. If not, I was going to say, I can just say them, and we can talk about them. Oh, so, yeah. for quarterback, quarterbacks, there's multiple players at each position. So, quarterbacks, we have... Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Any problem, any problem there for you? Um, I mean, obviously not with Tom Brady at all. Um, exactly. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he won a Super Bowl, you know, in that time, but I, he didn't win MVP. Like, I, I don't. I could see it going a bunch of different ways. He and he also like I mean he led the Packers to what four NFC championship games in six years or something like that. But you know, Russell Wilson brought two you know, two teams to the Super Bowl and one throw away, one handoff to Marshawn Lynch away from the Super Bowls. Does he put himself on that list? And they were saying something about the total number of wins in that decade and Tom Brady has like 138 and then it was like Aaron Rodgers with like I don't know 111 and I think Drew Brees with 104 and then Russell Wilson was at uh 95 Russell Wilson didn't start playing for the Seahawks until 2012 so he's at 95 wins and he has 
32 less opportunities than those three other, those, you know, other quarterbacks. So yeah, I would put Russell Wilson above Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So would I, that was the one quarterback that I thought of. Uh, I feel like Aaron, yes, Aaron Rodgers, like mechanically is perfect almost for football, but mm-hmm. I feel he is so overhyped and I like the guy, but I feel like he's so overhyped. Yes. He's won one Super Bowl, but like other than that, he won it. They were the sixth seed that year too. Yeah. Which is just like, he's had so many better teams, but he brought the crappy one to win the Super Bowl. And yeah, you're right. Like Russell Wilson, he's, he's been to two or three Super Bowls. Uh, two, two in a row. just two, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he could easily have two Super Bowls right now, mm-hmm. and I mean, because of him, his team is always in the hunt to get to the Super Bowl. They always have a chance. With Russell Wilson on the team, which Aaron Rodgers can't say that same thing. I mean, they usually do well, but there's been seasons where they've been completely horrible. Yeah. So, not completely horrible, but just didn't look good at all. Yeah. All right, running backs. There, from what I heard on just like radio uh, earlier today, there was a lot of controversy about the running backs. So, got that's, Frank. That's my biggest. My biggest controversy lies. Yeah, Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, Lashawn McCoy. And Adrian Peterson, who was the was the winner, huh? Adrian Peterson was the one who essentially was the top of the list. Um, I'm not sure. Mine doesn't say. Mine just lists all of them who made the list. Oh, he he was the um, I think the starter. Yeah, essentially. So my issue is that with running backs is it's really hard. Up. Real quick, yeah. So mine has stars next to the person who's who's starting. I think so. Yeah, it's Tom Brady and Adrian Peterson so far are the starters. Um, my issue with running backs is most running backs that are like superstars have five really good years. You know, there's always exceptions to every every rule, but like I'm looking at those four, you know, running backs, and I'm thinking no one of them dominated for 10 years. They each had they were amazing. I mean, LaShawn McCoy hasn't done anything since leaving Philly. Neither has Andrew, Adrian Peterson since leaving Minnesota. Frank Gore, I think he had a good year with the Colts, but really not since he was in, you know, San Francisco. Marshawn Lynch, I would actually put more up there than any of them. Um, but even him, he really wasn't like in the Bills. He wasn't a standout. I mean, he was a rookie, but so I would say that the running backs are all like of the decade. I don't know. I think uh, I think Adrian Peterson. I think some of his years from the two thousands kind of got grandfathered into this. No, he didn't start till two thousand ten. He didn't start in the NFL till till two thousand ten. Yeah. He was that's uh, not right. No, that's not right. 
I'm pretty sure. I mean, he started in Minnesota in 2010, at least. Oh, I think. Oh, no, he started in 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I think I think they kind of uh, grandfathered those years in. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, because he is a Pro Bowl all three of those years, 2007 to 2010. When did when did Frank Gore start? 2000. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he must be like 2005 or six because he's only a couple of years older than um, Adrian Peterson. So, is he? Yeah, I'm pulling it up now, but that's the hard thing with the receivers. They have beef, or sorry, with the running backs. The beef with the running back isn't the actual running back. It's that it's really hard to put an all-decade running back because it's like, yeah. I mean, Adrian Peterson, sure. Okay, I, I thought he started in 2010, but yeah. So 2007 to 2017, Adrian Peterson, that 10-year stretch, money. But mm-hmm. yeah, you're, they probably are r- roping him in there. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I respect this list for what it is. I mean, all these guys, um, yeah, as of late, haven't been great for the past, I would say. I mean, Frank Gore, Marshawn, LaShawn, Adrian. Yeah, I'd say like the past three years, they haven't been great. Yeah. Uh, but before that, I would say those those seven years before that, they were all really strong. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at the like the, the those first seven years, it looks like a great list. Yeah. Yeah. With that. And, and and after that, those last three years, I mean, you're just getting a bunch of young running backs in. So, I get it. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. We've got our boy AB, <laughs> Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald. Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, and, and Julio Jones, and um, I don't have a star for this. So neither do I. I think that the star is actually uh, unanimous. Oh, unanimous, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what the total votes are, but I have no problem with all four of those. I would have put those same four, and I would have. I think they. I got no beef with any of them. What year was Calvin Johnson done? I feel like he. Was done in like 2015. No, 2017, probably. I'll look it up. He also, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like he just balled for seven years of that decade, you know? Yeah. I mean, he, he, yeah, like the best in the league every year he played pretty much. Oh, wow. You're right. No, 2015. It was 2015? Give him six seasons and he made the all decade. He just balled. And he I means thirty four. He retired voluntarily early. Yeah, he could he could come back now. <laughs> Seriously, they've asked him to. So <laughs> Detroit. Oh no, my God. Yeah. he should go play with uh, Tom in, in Tampa Bay. Oh, dude, Mike Mike Evans, Mike Evans. Alvin Hudson. Yeah. No. Apparently, uh, Bruce Arian said Antonio Brown will not play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, that's fair. They've already got two star receivers anyway, so yeah, they just need to get a running back. All right, Bruce Arians can handle him though. What was that? I wonder if Bruce Arians could handle him because I bet anybody now that ever picked up Antonio Brown gets him on the cheap. 
Oh, very cheap. Yeah, for, for Antonio Brown money. Yeah, so. Very cheap. Uh, um, tight end, I skipped over flex. I don't know why they put a flex in there, to be honest. But Because that's the only way Darren Sproles can make the list. <laughs> he the list twice. He is? He's at the bottom oh, of the Oh, returner, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did see that earlier. So, I don't know. Uh, tight end, uh, is it even a question? It's Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey. Um, you could give it to Antonio Gates. Just because he played the whole decade doesn't mean... Oh, no, he was a great tight end the last... I would say the same as the running backs. Like, the last three years, he hasn't been great. But those seven years before that, he was, like, an all-pro. He and- was a Pro Bowl... He went to the Pro Bowl 2004 to 2011. Okay, but he was high caliber every season. Sure, but he wasn't a Pro Bowl player the last eight years of the decade. Did you say 2004? Yeah, he was a 2000s all-decade team, but he wasn't 2010s. Oh, well, it's probably why they give it to Kelsey. That's fair. Because <laughs> Kelsey's only been in the league for, what, since 2015? Like Calvin Johnson when he left? I don't know. You're a, you're a Google guy right now. Uh, I'm just creating sentences long enough to procure the answer. 2013. Ah, okay. Yeah. I feel like it took him a year or two to, to really get to his potential, though. Yeah. Pro Bowl 2015 to 19. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. All right. Uh, are we going through linemen? <laughs> I don't uh, know. We're going to mention Joe Thomas as probably the best lineman ever. Ever. And that's all we're. That's all we're. We could just all. let's just let's just name them name them to give them respect. Uh, Ackle, Jason Peters, Go Eagles. Uh, Tyron Tyron Smith, Cowboys, Joe Staley, um, Saints, right? I don't know. Anyway, Joe Staley, or no, 49ers, I think. Um, Joe Thomas, Jerry Evans, Logan Mankins, Zach Martin, Marshall Yonda, Alex Mack, and Marquise Pouncey. Yeah. And then... For defense, we've got defensive ends, Calais Campbell, who just got traded for a bag of Doritos. Uh, Cam, Jordan. <laughs> Cam Jordan, Julius yeah, Pepper. Store brand nacho chips. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, he went to Baltimore, right? Yeah. They're going to be scared. Yeah. They're going to be scary next year. I don't know, man. Earl Watson, Calais Campbell. They got a bunch of ballers. Um, Yeah, Julius Peppers, J.J. Watt, and then defensive tackles, Geno Atkins, Fletcher Cox, Go Eagles, Aaron Donald, Dominican Sue. Linebackers, Chandler Jones, Luke Keekley. He only played for – he didn't play for, what, more than six years, I think? 
Keekly? Yeah. I think he played like seven or eight. Well, you know, give me a sentence long enough to uh, figure this out, and I will let you know that he was drafted in 2012. Okay. Boom. <laughs> so, okay. Eight or nine seasons? You know what I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about... And I'm I'm wrong even on this because it makes no sense because he was drafted in 2011. But I was thinking Von Miller because Von Miller was drafted right after uh, Cam Newton. Oh, I don't know why I was correlating all these, but I was getting the Super Bowl with the Panthers and everything confused. Speaking of Cam Newton, he didn't even get traded for a bag of Doritos. He just got dropped. I know, which is also fun for the Ducks. So disrespectful. I'm actually a big Cam Newton fan. I, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Even though I'm a big Duck fan and he beat them in the national championship, but uh, I'm still a big Cam Newton fan. All right. Let me read the rest of this list off. So I think Khalil Mack for linebackers, Von Miller, Bobby Wagner, Patrick Willis, and then we've got cornerbacks. Patrick Peterson, Darrell Rivas, Richard Sherman. I don't think anyone's arguing with that. How about you? No. Nope. Safeties Eric Berry, Earl Thomas, and Eric Weddle. I would have no issues there either. Eric Weddle just um, retired. Oh, did he just retire? Yeah. He's a stud. Um, and then... Defensive backs, Chris Harris Jr. and Tyron Matthew, which seems debatable. I, you couldn't see it on the podcast, but I had my lip and I was going out and I was kind of shaking my head like, eh. Meh. There's got to be a better defensive back than Tyron Matthew. Well, it's like the flex because they already listed corner and safety. Yeah. There's a definitely a better running back than Darrow Sproles, but he listed on the flex. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if there's a better flex, but there's a better. Well, that's what, I was, that's what I was just thinking is that there's probably a. Right. But, but I don't know. Yeah. over 10 years, though, it's hard to say. Yeah. All right. Specialists, punter, Johnny Hacker. The best punter. Guy played at Oregon State when I was at Oregon State. And a, I got a college degree from Pac-12 school, okay? Don't be like the homer from Louisiana. Ooh. No natty for you. No natty for you. We did The Ducks didn't win either. <laughs> no, that was – did you ever see that video as an Oregon State fan? I think – No. I think Oregon State had just beat Oregon or something. And this drunk Oregon State fan is just where all the all the duck players walk like back to the locker room bus or whatever. And this drunk dude's just yelling, No natty for you, no natty for you, no natty for you, no natty. So uh, okay, but Johnny Hacker, they would throw um, – they would do trick plays with him as well and uh, because he was a quarterback in high school. And so, like, he's been throwing, you know, forever. And now he's 
the Rams have ran more fake punts than like everyone else combined, I would guess. He's a stud. Yeah. I mean, if they can throw darts, why not? Yeah. I feel like there should be more fake punts. Yeah. I yeah, because you you go for it on third and fifteen, and some game you literally get it, or like you're you have a conversion rate to third down of like seventy percent. That's a really good third down conversion rate, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. So you're giving yourself one more down. You give yourself 50-50 odds when you're on the forty yard line, like. Sometimes you gotta have huevos grandes. Huevos grandes. All right. Uh, also uh, in as a punter is Shane Leckler. Kickers Stephen Gostkowski, Gostkowski, and Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker's my boy. He was unanimous. He's a listener. He's a listener. Uh, punt returner Tyreek Hill and Darren Sproles. And then kick returners, Devin Hester and Corderell Patterson. Yeah. And then coaches, Bill Belichick and Carroll. Which I threw that up on Instagram. Did you see that? Yeah. I honestly, I want to know the other coaches in there because I feel like, like Tomlin should be up there. I was thinking Tomlin too. I was like. But they're always putting together, you know. Great teams. Um, the only thing is Super Bowls, though. Yeah. Well, and then I was thinking, I mean, Andy Reid, too, which I, I don't think he's better than Bill Belichick or Pete Carroll, at least in the realm of the 2010s. But he was still a solid coach. And if, if you're going to pull in service time from the 2000s to count, you know, for the de- all decades team, I feel like, you know, Andy Reid is a very successful journeyman. But he might have been been a 2000s uh, all-decade coach. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, So it would have been Belichick and... uh, um, Giants coach. uh, Tom... Laughlin? Yeah. You think him? Yeah. Well, they won two Super Bowls, didn't they? In the 2010s? No, 2007 and 2011. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. no, I think uh, I think Mike Tomlin's really got the only um, – because he's also the only other – probably the only other coach that has actually stayed on the same team that whole time. Every other Super Bowl yeah. coach has probably – been fired at some point so yeah i think tom brady was also the 2000s all decade team of course with with peyton manning so he literally for 20 years top quarterback and that's just how do you beat that because it's I mean, I'm thinking like an aspiring quarterback like now. Let's just take Kyler Murray, number one overall pick, you know, um, not like Tom Brady, 199. But Kyler Murray has didn't have the best year this year or this last year. The Cardinals weren't, you know, that great. Meaning that's his one freebie. 
They yeah. Really have to because Tom injured in like 2009. So I'm just saying, like you, you get like one or two freebies in a career, and that's it. He's well, got go 18 for 20. There's a lot of other factors at play. I mean, what what other quarterbacks are playing well and playing for that long during your era? Um, well, it's all gonna it's it's gonna come down to rings, though. Ultimately, well, you, yeah, ring. rings a decade. You're gonna be an all decade quarterback. That's yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but I mean, they might only have to have like six or seven really good seasons in comparison to how everyone else is doing yeah. during. So I'm looking at the 2000s um, all decade. Hey, Aaron Rodgers made the list. <laughs> that's true, and he only had one. Yeah. I'm looking at the uh, 2000s, um, uh, 2000s all decade. I'm seeing repeat of Tom Brady. Antonio Gates was on there for just for your Rick. The only other two that I see that um, dun, dun, dun. was Ed Reed on this last one. No. Oh, Earl Thomas and Eric Barrett. Um. The only other two I'm seeing is it Shane Leckler? Yeah, punter. Punter, and then Devin Hester as a punt returner. Hmm. So those are the three repeats. I was surprised Devin Hester made this list because I feel like he's kind of been gone since yeah, he's like a while. 2014, 2015. I feel like it's yeah. been. Time since he's been around, like they could have thrown in. I was gonna say Tyreek Hill, but uh, they gave it to him on kick return. So yeah, I'm looking at these teams. He on the what he's on the 2010s. Yeah. Oh okay. I just I forgot that. I guess they didn't have a coaches list on here. Oh wait. Uh. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, it was um. Bill Belichick and Tony Dungy in the two thousands. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Tony Dungy had that. He would be better than Reed in that scenario. Two trips to the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right. So we've we've talked about our first bullet point on our run sheet, <laughs> and we're forty, almost forty minutes in. It's literally like the only thing that's actual sports, though. On the run sheet. <laughs> um, that's not true. That's not true. That's actual sports? No, we've got other things. All right. All right. So we do. I'm just saying, like, that's how deprived we are of sports right now. That we can spend <laughs> 40 minutes talking about the two decades. I could have gone on, too. But we should stop. Yeah, we can move on. Uh, this is just a follow-up from our last episode. Uh, we mentioned that the NFL draft was going to resume, um, but we did find out that it is going to be completely virtual. And uh, there's just a funny joke going around that league GMs are literally just like drafting fantasy squads at this point. Yep. <laughs> they're just yeah. like the rest of us. It's li- they're literally playing fantasy football. Maybe ESPN. May- maybe they'll use the ESPN app, Yahoo. What do you think they'll do? 
they're not using the sleeper app. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> that's what the that's that one, gonna do. That one's for you, Jeff Roberts. Yeah, that, that <laughs> sucks, Jeff. Okay, it sucks. He's been a guest on the show, so we can say his full name. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, so I've I've uh, speaking of the draft, I've heard a lot of talk this week about Tua and Justin Herbert and where they're going to go in the draft. So a lot of people think Tua is going to go second behind Joe Burrow. And a lot of people think that Justin Herbert is going to sneak up there and potentially take it. A lot of that is because of the injury to Tua's hip. But um, yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of speculation that Justin Herbert could kind of uh, hop up there and, and take Tua's second spot. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's definitely possible because I also think I was seeing some mock drafts. Um, I think it's also possible that they, one of them or both of them end up going third and fourth and Jordan Love comes in and sneaks in. Really? Yeah. And I, my, he's a great, he's a great quarterback. He's going to get drafted and it's going to be higher rather than lower. But my thing is, I'm thinking about the Daniel Jones of the world, the Mitchell Trubisky's of the world, people that we didn't think were going to be top 10 quarterbacks or second overall pick, sorry, second um, QB picked in the draft type quarterbacks. And they're teams that, you know, it's all who's at the helm. It's not whether we think, and I'm not saying they Bears should have drafted Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes, mind you. But I am saying that it's not out of the realm possibility. So I think that Herbert could very much jump Tua, but I also think that Jordan Love could jump both of them. I watched tape on Jordan Love, um, and I was expecting to see a lot because I had been hearing so many things about him. And he just does not jump out, jump off the tape. Like his tape is so boring. There's nothing exciting about it. And I have no idea where people are, are getting like the idea that he's great or has like Patrick Mahomes potential or anything like that. He doesn't have Patrick Mahomes arm strength. Um, he did. His team wasn't that great in college. They were okay. Um, so I just don't get it. Um, I actually think that Jake Fromm could end up being like a Drew Brees type. That's like highest potential. Like if there's anyone who I think isn't being talked about much that could do really well in the NFL. I think it could be Jake Fromm. Um, but another thing that I've kind of been thinking is that I think Cincinnati is going to draft, draft Joe Burrow. And then I think they are going to trade. Uh, not sure to who, maybe the dolphins, maybe chargers, maybe someone else. So they'll trade Joe Burrow for Justin Herbert and and the pick where the other team is at. Huh. Because they really like Justin Herbert. Uh, Cincinnati was uh, – they were the coaching staff at the Senior Bowl, and they really liked Justin Herbert. So I think – Obviously, we've heard that Joe Burrow doesn't want to or might not want to play back in Ohio Ohio for the Bengals. So if they can 
weird. Why? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. Because they've been so bad, I guess. But anyway, um, if they can get two really good players and a quarterback they feel really good about, in, so in you're saying that they're going to have a draft day decision that they don't want to trade the first overall pick because they can't guarantee what they're going to get at that like secondary pick. If they went with the Dolphins, they don't know what they're going to get at five, and they can't be sure of what they're going to get with the Dolphins, you know, 34th yeah. pick. But you're saying when the time comes, the Dolphins have Justin Herbert and they're seeing who's available at 34 or whatever pick they have, the Dolphins in this scenario, you're saying that's when they'll make the trade. Yeah, so my thinking is, um, and I don't know exactly what the situation would be or what exactly the trade would be, but but my thinking is that it would be, yeah, the Bengals draft Burrow and then look to trade him to get Herbert from whatever other team drafts them. So it, it would be a draft day conversation and trade hmm. and i don't know what the secondary piece would be maybe it's not the um maybe it's not another pick like so they so if the D- dolphins if they agreed hey we're gonna take burrow and we'll we'll trade him to you um you you make sure to draft uh justin herbert in the what are they the four spot the dolphins, uh, dolphins are five i believe Five. Okay, so you make sure to draft Justin Herbert in the five spot, and then Dolphins can also offer like one of their other picks down the line in the first round because they have three first round picks. Hmm. So I think Joe Burrow is going to Miami. Okay. And Justin Herbert is getting traded to the Bengals. That's a kind of a hot take. Whew. It's nice though, right? Um, that's a hot take. Um, I'm looking up his. I I um, I don't think it happens. <laughs> I think in a normal draft, it could have like that's plausible, but because they're basically all playing fantasy football, like it's. I feel like it's not going to be. Um, I think it's going to be either that and so much more, or it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Like well, it's going to be crazier. I don't know. I, uh, okay, here is Jordan Love's stats from 2018. Okay. He wait, let me pull up. Let me pull up Justin Herbert's stats from from 2018. Yeah. You can go. You ready? I've got a two of stats. So Jordan Love's 2000. Um, Oops, where was it? He went 267 for uh, at a 417, 3,567 passing yards, 32 touchdowns, six interceptions, seven rushing touchdowns. Can you say that all one more time? <laughs> you broke up. What's that? Can you say that all one more time? Uh, yeah, so... 267 completions out of 417 attempts, 3,567 passing yards, 32 touchdowns, six interceptions, seven rushing touchdowns. Hmm. That's similar to Justin Herbert. Um, so Herbert had 
240 completions on 404 attempts, uh, 3,100. That was 2018 stats. I wasn't even looking at 2019 stats. That's what, yeah, I was wondering why you were doing 2018. Oh, I don't know why I pulled that up, but. Um, so in 2019, Justin Herbert had 286 completions for 428 attempts, um, a 66.8 passer percentage, uh, 3,000, almost 3,500 yards pretty much, um, 32 touchdowns uh, to six interceptions, and a passer rating of 156. Yeah, so Jordan Love had a better year in 2018 than he did in 2019. Oh, so he digressed. He did digress. But, you know, a lot of that's going to be the team. Regress? Still through. So regress or digress? Redigressed. Redigressed. <laughs> yes. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't follow Utah State enough to know, you know, all about that, you know, their no team one, stuff, but he's still for 34, you know, 3,400 yards, which isn't jumps change. No one's following Utah State, so don't feel bad. All right, let's move on. <laughs> We've got quite a bit to go through. Um, do you want to talk about the MLB? Yeah, so currently I'll try to keep this short. Currently, the there is a proposed plan that has the blessing of Major League Baseball, the Major League Baseball Players Association, and federal health officials that basically would send all 32 Major League Baseball teams to the Phoenix area where they would start the season in May, essentially sequestered the team, like would be the team, the coaching staff, and essential you know employees would basically be sequestered and only travel to um, – there are 11 uh, between the Diamondback Stadium and training uh, spring training facilities. There are 11 ballparks in the Phoenix area. And so they would play in front of um, crowdless stadiums and essentially uh, be able to begin the season much earlier than it, they otherwise would be. Wow. Well – yeah, we were talking about this uh, back and forth yesterday, and this might be the only way I get into watching live baseball that's not deep into the playoffs. Yeah, because they're, they're talking about, which is sad, but we'll get you. We'll get you, Shannon. <laughs> they, uh, they're talking about potentials would be an electronic strike zone so that the umpire is not like right up in the face of the catcher. Um, no mound visits so that you know people aren't huddled up. Um, yeah be sitting in the dugouts they'd be sitting in the stands so that they could be you know or some version of the stands like so they're farther apart um and uh, my favorite one though is just like the all-star game um and spring training they'd be they would mic up certain players so that they could be having live interviews while playing which i think is as far as a viewer standpoint is awesome Oh yeah, I mean they got they got to do that. There's got to be some type of entertainment going on. I guess I mean we'll have the announcers, but yeah. But I think that the most well, I'll get to that later. <laughs> I mean, if the MLB is thinking about this and and 
they might actually pull the trigger on it. I don't think there's any way that the NBA doesn't also come back because the NBA is not going to let MLB make money and and then not start their season back up because they both need to make money. And, uh, you know, the, the NBA probably doesn't want to be the only one to start back up. But if they do it, if they both agree, like, hey, we're going to try and start back up, then then there's not like the irresponsibility factor that kind of comes into play. Like, well, why would you start up? Well, we were starting up. MLB was starting up instead of, you know, it's solely on like the NBA and they were irresponsible for starting back up. Right. The difference, though, with the NBA is that um, their their season is on pause where this one, the MLB, they get to start fresh. So they can they get to change the rules of the game because the game hasn't started yet. Whereas like if you were to and it's every team, it's an equal playing field. If you were to do the same thing, say ship all the NBA teams to Miami and they're all playing in high school gyms, you know, with that are retrofitted to be, you know, all the right, you know, lines and hoops and all that jazz. Even then it's like, well, these teams had to play here. Like they got to play, you know, 61 games regular in their home stadium. And this team only got to play 55 games in their home stadium. It's not the same equal playing field. Yeah. It is less though. So but, I mean, people are willing to compromise though. Like owners are willing to compromise. I'm sure players are willing to compromise. People are, are willing to look past certain things like, Oh, we're not going to have this as many home games. It's like, you know what? No one's going to be able, no one's going to use that as an excuse if they're able to bring back the season. Right, but it's definitely that's why mm-hmm. Major League Baseball can has so much leeway here because they get to start fresh rather than restart. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think I don't think their decision to restart has anything to do with changing the game up. I think it just has to do with the health factor. No, I, I get what you're saying, but Major League Baseball is basically saying we will adjust the rules to the season to accommodate this. Is basketball willing to do that? Because they would be changing the rules, possibly wanting to change the rules to the season. Plus, I mean, I know it's, it's you know, baseball, you're not posting someone up in, in the key, you know, in baseball. Sure, there's contact and there's definitely within six feet but most of the time, you know, baseball compared to basketball, you are way further apart than any like anyone else than you would be in basketball. Yeah, but they will be. I mean, the only way they're going to start back up is if they test everyone and everyone cleared to play. So, and if they basically had, it would only be conditional on there being enough adequate testing for the general public. You know what I mean? Because they would be wanting to test them regularly, but not at the expense of not being able to test the um, public. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. I think the um, it all, though, comes down to money. Anyway, oh, yeah. And if baseball can get creative to be the only ones, um, only ones broadcasting, you know, major league, like, sports at all, do you know how much they can command for the rights to those TV like broadcasting? A lot of money. 
everybody's going to want to want to tune into baseball. Even you, Shannon, if there's for, no other sports on, you're going to watch in like game of the week or game of the day. People are going to be like, what is this sport they're playing? <laughs> Coronavirus brought back baseball says America's pastime because we were all stuck at home. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't do anything else. I know that they have that grass on like sports in like July and August because there are no other, you know, major sports going on. Um, but it's literally two months out of a, of a 12 month constant sports, you know, year where we've been without major sports in the U S for three and a half weeks now. And so it would be a huge grasp financially to potentially. So I hope it happens. Well, I hope we see the NBA continue on a cruise ship just because that would be great, great reality TV. <laughs> it would be crazy. Good reality TV. But what if there's like a storm? You don't, like, you, don't, you don't think a cruise ship has ever been in a storm before? Not when LeBron's putting up the game winner and the, sh- the ship all of a sudden moves. <laughs> well, the ship is so big that you don't, you don't like really feel the movement like you do on a small boat. I'm just saying. Have you ever been on a cruise ship? No, I would never get on a cruise ship. Let's think oh, yeah. But you're scared of water. <laughs> I'm not scared of water. I have an irrational fear of the ocean. Yeah. Well, I've never actually been on a cruise ship, but I've heard that when you're on a ship that big, you just don't really feel it. That's why people don't like get sick on them like they normally do on smaller boats. I um, yeah, that's true. I mean, I've been on smaller boats before, but in the ocean, never were land. I'm not crazy. Very quickly, talking about the NBA, uh, they started the NBA 2K20 tournament, and I tuned in, watched a little bit of Kevin Durant uh, play whatever his name is, Derek Jones Jr., I think, yeah. from yep. Miami. Yep. And uh, it was so boring. Yep. And, uh, Kevin Durant lost, and I picked him to win in my bracket. So I think I'm pretty much done watching the 2K tournament. <laughs> People in my bracket, because we, just for context, we did a fantasy football, part, did a bracket. I have Trey Young. DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker. Three of eight. Got it. You had them winning? I, I just had them all advancing. I have oh. uh, I have Trey Young and Devin Booker in the finals, and they're both playing, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, we'll see. All but right. Yeah, it's poopy. Buy right. or sell. Time for buy or sell. All right. Well, we already kind of talked about that one. NBA season returning at all. Sorry, you cut out there. Uh, Buy or sell NBA season returning. I think it returns. I don't. All right. We'll just keep it at that. Keep that one short. I don't think it returns as a full season. Like continuing where they left off, you mean? Correct. With 18 regular seasons games left to play and 
uh, four rounds of the playoffs with all of them being best of seven. I do not think that happens. Do you think it'd be a playoff like a March Madness? Uh, that's, I don't know. That's all I can really buy is that the season resuming as is does not happen. But you do think it'll resume. That's, I I don't know. There. (laughs) You got to buy or sell it, man. Uh, I'm going to sell it because I know, I guess I don't think it resumes because I don't think it resumes as is. So then I don't think it resumes. Sounds good. All right, buy or sell. The MLB starting back up in May. I'm buying it. I'm buying it because starting it could be just uh, resuming like a two-week spring training in May. Um, so we've got essentially seven weeks for that to come true. I will also be buying this. I think they have enough time to plan everything out. I think – by that time, we will be on the back end of the curve and things will be starting to come down and we'll be really antsy for some entertainment. And especially if the NBA decides not to come back, we will want to... Uh, <laughs> Jeff was just dancing with his alcohol. It caught me off guard. Uh, with, with his liquor. <laughs> um, I forgot where uh, what I was saying. <laughs> enough time and and both to get it planned out and enough time for this things to play out. I think that's what you're saying. Yes, so I'm buying it as well. All right. Our next buy or sell. Coronavirus a bioweapon. I'm selling. I don't think so. Well, well, first off, coronavirus is definitely not a bioweapon bioweapon because it's existed forever and it's just a virus I also say no because yeah I also don't think it is but I did hear something that's interesting that I don't I haven't fact fact checked it and I don't know if it's true or not Um, but there's some type of like bioweaponry lab that's like five miles or five minutes with within Wuhan. And it's like the only one in China or something, I, you know, something like that. And so if that's true, that seems very sketchy. Yeah. You know, they, they could have just released it in the, in the, the market in Wuhan, you know, right outside the city or right outside the plant. Yeah. The, the thing that I go back to is, most most businesses or most you know people are they're either religiously driven or financially driven so you're either a an extremist and you've got a cult and everyone you want everyone to drink Kool-Aid because you think that's what your god is telling you to do or some terrorism or something like that or it's money based and not many people are making money off of a global pandemic i will say this one caveat though is that of the world's top 100 billionaires, all of them are losing money except for nine, and all nine of those are Chinese. Are you serious? Yeah, but they're all like in manufacturing like sectors, and so like you know if you're if you've got a a 51 stake in 12 3M plants in China, 
that are making N95 masks, yeah, of course you're making money off of this. But I don't think that, you know, it was a, a I still don't think it's bioweapon. I think that's, just, you know, cause and effect. That like, this is where it came out. Manufacturing, as far as the things that we need right now, most of those things are made in China. They just always have. So naturally, if anyone is making money, most likely, you know, they're going to be there. Or they're Chinese. Yeah. Um, what about this idea? Um, it is a bioweapon, but they didn't mean for it to get out. Yeah. How do you not mean for it to get out, though? Because where it originated, they're pretty set on that exact market in Wuhan. Have you How never you seen not- horror movies, man? Have you never seen horror movies? I, I have, and I'm, I'm saying, where does that correlate into an act, an actual accident? Yeah, I don't know, man. I wouldn't be horror movies. It'd be like suspense action movies. Yeah, I like. I mean, I like conspiracy theories, but I don't think this one doesn't hold up. Oh, you know what we didn't put on here as a buy or sell? Is this the end times? Oh, <laughs> uh, sell. <laughs> hard sell. Hard sell. I have a family member who's a hard buy. Really? Yeah. At least at least one who's a hard buy. They're they're oh my gosh. Potentially more, and I would say likely more. I mean, I think you should live your life this, but I think you should be living your life like it is at all times. You know what I mean? Like before this, like before this, like and this is still going on. This isn't to underplay people dying of COVID-19, but AIDS is still like destroying like millions of people's lives every year, you know, like it's, it's still a disease that is just ravishing these like, you know, countries, especially in sub-Saharan Africa. So if you want to like, this one's a global pandemic for sure. But if you want to look at like the disease, like, or, or something, you know, is happening or, slavery there's more people in slavery now than there ever were when slavery was legal you know in industrialized you know whatever countries so if you want to look at it like that like then we've been in the end times for a long time technically that's true biblically (laughs) yeah so we're waiting for jesus's return you know what i was just thinking while you were talking is um when we talk about end times, we think of like the biblical end times, but is there a, and you think of like the books of the Bible that talk about it. So like revelation, Daniel, um, but do other religions have an end times or any like apocalyptic type? Like, I don't know about, uh, Buddhism or just like what the Jews think about it or, uh, I think, there's some religion. I know. Oh boy, I want to say like Jehovah's Witness has has a um has something with end times. Jehovah's Witness. I mean, they they go off the Bible, right? For a lot of stuff. So I guess yeah, that's that's similar. No, it's a really good question. But my, my- some people are taking it as like the end times in just the sense that like the world's going to go to everyone's going to get this virus and people are going to 
die and then the power is going to go out, but there's everyone's going to be too sick to fix it. And then we just find ourselves in a post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> That's end times. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think we're in the end times yet, but no. it feels like it right now. All right. On a lighter note. Oh no, I got one more. <laughs> Do you think 2020 will ever go back to normal? Ooh, um, I do not think 2020 will go back to normal. And we were talking a little bit about this earlier. I think 2021, the end, like when a new year starts, I think it'll just be kind of a, a rebirth, um, a, re- a renewing for the whole world. I think it's just like, all right, let's, let's have a do over. Let's forget about 2020. Let's move on. Let's start going out and meeting people and seeing people. Um, Yeah, but I think most of 2020, people are just going to kind of be in their homes, not want to go out a lot. And I don't know. I mean, I hope it doesn't last that long, but it's kind of what I'm thinking. I think that it won't go back to normal because I think that in some form, we never go back to normal because this has affected all of us, all of us. And so we are all so much more aware of like our generation now is going to be, you're just going to see hand sanitizer stations a lot more places, like way more often, just forever. You know what I mean? We're We're going to get up out of your space. I mean, like at stores, I'm like, like I used to just be like, you know, oh, excuse me, excuse me, you know, twisting in and out of like people. I feel like now people are going to be a lot more like, hey, give to give you space or hey, you're sick. Like people are not going to they're going to be way more likely to be like, hey, I'm not coming into work. I'm not going to you know risk it. So I don't I don't think normal as we knew it ever comes back. Mm. But also what I meant in the question, I uh, I do think it happens. I think, and what I meant by normal is packed stadiums of sports. I think that happens in 2020. Oh, really? Yeah. Not, not me. Well, I guess maybe football nearing the end of the year. But I would say if things do get back to normal, I don't think it'll be till like at least late October, November. Yeah. No, I think that for sure. Yeah. All right. Oh, there was one thing. Oh yeah. What, just to add on top of what you were kind of saying, like every flu season, we're probably going to see a lot more people wearing masks now. I feel like that'll be a change. Like that's been a thing in like a lot of Asian countries for a while, a cultural thing, but we'll probably see, um, probably see a lot of people that that kind of just change in the u.s and we'll see more people wearing masks all over during flu season you know what uh my grandparents were born in like the i think the 20s or 30s or something um and so like depression era or like right after and so there was talking about like my parents were talking about how their parents would like hide money because they didn't trust the banks you know because the mm-hmm. banks crashed and all that's, you know, the Great Depression. And so that kind of transcend like that generation, just like my grandparents or my great grandparents, like they just always had that with them. 
I think that will be us for masks. Like I think when we're 80 and 90, we'll be in a, in a store going grocery shopping with a mask during flu season because we're, we were, we're still being affected by this virus and everyone's gonna be like, guys, we have a vaccine for that. And the other 12 coronaviruses, like we're good. You know, I could see that happening. Well, when I'm 80 or 90, I definitely won't be going to the grocery store. I will only be ordering groceries or by that time, we might not even need to eat food. They'll, they might, maybe they'll just inj- inject it into us or um, I don't know how it'll work. It'll just be like some type of code that they input into our body. If, you, if you're telling me that, I, that I'm having to wait 60 years to get to a point where I feel comfortable going to Safeway and being like, Sonny boy, take this out to my car. And that's not going to be an option. Then what has this all been about, Shannon? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay, lighter note. Onward is the hottest thing on Disney Plus right now. By yourself. Well, I... um, Disney Plus, yes. Because it is the only big movie to release on Disney plus I would still say Tiger King is a lot big is a lot hotter, but it's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about Tiger King this time. Oh man. Good stuff. Do you see the Tiger King pizza? Yeah. You guys got like crazy amount of eyes on that post. Didn't you? Yeah. It's insane. It was like last I checked, it had been viewed like 32,000 times. It was like, that was wow. our final moment. The tagging. Yeah, we've asked, we asked somebody, a customer, one of my employees, they're supposed to ask if they want it Carol's way, which is adding hidden ground beef. And um, we got their phone number as so we called them back because she's like, oh, I didn't ask. And so we I had her call back and she said, no, when I asked if they wanted Carol's way, they said, nah, that be... <laughs> They just said on the phone, like, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is so Tiger King. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, though. Uh, That's a great way to build just rapport with your customer base. I love it. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, All right. I think that's it for us this week. Yeah. We are an hour and 15 minutes in. I think this might be our longest episode. Yeah, I think it definitely is. All right. So to to remind, I saw a tiger. It's now I understand. Okay. Go to our Instagram and watch the, it's not the best video quality because the way I download it, but the, um, the, Missouri Tigers hype video to I Saw a Tiger by Joe Exotic. It's good stuff. It's really funny. All right. You go. (laughs) All right. Uh, Make sure that you watch Onward on Disney+. Plus. Jeff, you had something you wanted to say about our reminders segment. I just didn't want to forget that it's like, it's so sad that like it's, we should be reminding about all these games. Like we should right now, what we should have been talking about this episode 
was With the Blazers in the playoffs. No, it should have been well that we should have been highlighting the end of March Madness. It <sighs> would have been yesterday. Oh, that's the worst. And like we should have been highlighting that. We should have been highlighting the first week of baseball. We should have been highlighting the end of the NBA, you know, regular season. We should be talking about potential playoff matchups for, you know, NBA. It's the Stanley Cup would be coming up for hockey. And it's like all these reminders that we should be giving you. And all we've got is go on Disney Plus, watch Onward, and wait 12 more days to watch Michael Jordan documentary The Last Dance. It's rough. Rough times right here. Yeah. I keep getting reminders on my phone. It's like Blazers, like I got one earlier tonight. It's like Blazers versus Cavaliers, 7.30 or whatever time it was. I'm like, really, phone? Is that happening? (laughs) I got them. I literally started to like well up. I didn't cry, but well up when I got the reminder Cubs at Brewers on opening day last Thursday. Uh, Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's rough. All right. Not first though. Our Instagram. Follow us. Follow us. Dads who love sports on Instagram. It's the, uh, I mean, it's the best Instagram, this side of the, actually both sides of the Mississippi. Yeah. Both sides of the Nile too, actually for all our Egyptian listeners out there. Both sides, both hem, all hemispheres, actually. The left one, the right one, and the other left one. <laughs> Is there another hemisphere? I couldn't There's remember why I said all of them. North, south. Okay, so it's four hemispheres. But really, there's just like Two. north and south. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I was confusing myself as I was saying it, and I went with all. All right. Nice. All right. Yeah. Michael Jordan documentary. It's going to be amazing. It's called The Last Dance, and that's going to be April 19th. Make sure to watch. Uh, Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any other streaming service. And please leave an honest review. Um, Whether it's four or five stars, we love those. But, hey, if you want to give us some feedback and you didn't like listening to us that much, let us know. Let us know what we can fix. Jeff loves honest reviews. Yeah, we want to hear from you. And again, follow us on Instagram, Dads Who Love Sports, and make sure to wash your hands and keep your distance from people. People. Yeah, yeah. yeah. be like a middle school dance. Okay? Yeah, face to face, lots of space. Maybe not even face to face this time. Yeah, butt to butt. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Why? <laughs> Didn't come out right. That's what she know. <laughs> All right. For Free Trek, I'm Shannon Hartley. And this is Dads Who Love Sports.